It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Hey, y'all, it's Morgan number two. I'm going to count down our biggest segments of the week from things that you guys engage with on social media to things that you guys called in about. We're basically talking about everything big that happened on the show this week. Plus, I'm going to pull in some of our show members. If there's some behind the scenes to the stories, I'm going to bring them in so they can shed light on the situation that maybe we didn't quite get to on the show. Artist Caitlin Smith stopped by earlier this week, and she talked about songwriting for Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood, also a song she wrote with Megan Trainer. All really cool stuff from behind the scenes from an artist's perspective. And she covered one of Bobby's favorite songs, which was Coldplay, Fix You. Number seven. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Caitlin Smith. One of my favorite artists is here. Caitlin, how are you? I'm so good. How are you, Bobby? I'm so happy that you're here. Here's what happened with Caitlin. She puts out this album, and it's fantastic, but she puts it out March 13th of this year. Now, what do you think was happening right about March 13th? Oh, we shelter know. in place. Yeah, we were running for our lives. <laughs> like the Corona monster had just veered its head and was coming at us. <laughs> exactly. And so she put out this record, and it was so good. But I bet you felt it, too, that really people didn't get to know it was out because we were reading all the other news. Absolutely. It was really, it was sad. It was hard. Like, here's my record, everyone. And nobody's, everyone's like, well, on the news watching Corona numbers it, and was like yeah. we don't care about music right now yeah exactly we're, we're trying not to touch something at the grocery store i mean i didn't even care about my music at that point i was like Wah. so first i would like to say that you and you guys are gonna hear her sing a play you're, you're gonna love supernova but she put it out again as a deluxe meaning the first song on it is i can't and now old dominion's on it with you yes which is really cool and this was a song that you put out by yourself originally yep and it was just you. So why do you think, well, let's do something different with this song. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to I wanted to have a collaboration. Um, and, you know, it, it naturally happened with Shane McAnally being my uh, label president. And then he's working on the Old Dominion record. And we were kind of brainstorming ideas together of like, you know, who could we pull in on this project and are on this collaboration? And so Shane threw out Old Dominion and they agreed to do it, which was so fun. So so we're going to play the full song in a second, but since you have your guitar, would you play a verse and chorus of I Can't? I'd love to. This is track one on Supernova Deluxe. Here she is, Caitlin Smith. This ain't the 20 minute town no more It don't look the same Red lights, bosses, too much concrete. I don't recognize a thing. Ain't a 20 minute call no more. You don't call me at all. Outside of rainfalls, curtains have thrown. I'm here talking to the walls. All the time and the whiskey I've been wasting. That's awesome. Yeah. And you can hey. hear that. She sings it. Listen, I like the version with just her. I mean, old Dominion who? However, <laughs> love Matt. Love those guys. So that that's track one. You wrote a bunch of songs. Before we get back to your record, I'm just going to 
share with our audience that they may have heard and they may not have known that you wrote them. First, here's this one. This is Megan Trainer. Like I'm gonna lose you. I love this song so much. Do you sing this at your shows? I do. Yeah. yeah That's so the good. cool thing about being a songwriter. Is if you write it, you can still play it even exactly. though. Exactly. And it's part of my story too. As like, I'm this songwriter lady. Hey, wrote these songs. And I think it's fun for people to connect the dots. Whenever you wrote this, did you, when you guys go into the room, who? what's the idea? Who spits out the idea? And then how, how does this go? It depends on the day. And on that specific day, like Megan Trainer walked in the room and it was before she had a record deal or anything. And she had had a bad dream. And she was like, I just had this dream. Like I lost my brother. And like, she was just pretty shook. And then my other songwriter friend, Justin Weaver, was like, well, I've got this title, like I'm going to lose you. And it feels like it kind of fits this whole, you know, fear of losing someone. And then, you know, the idea just kind of came to life. And the song wasn't recorded for a few years. It kind of just sat around, which is crazy. First time you hear something like this one, it's John Legend and Megan Trainor that you wrote years ago. You hear, they're like, here it is. Are you just like out of your mind? Like this is the, I was out of my mind. I didn't even know like getting a John Legend cut was in the realm of possibilities and hearing his voice too was like, I was dead. (laughs) I think that my favorite song that you don't sing that you wrote is Remember when Kenny and Dolly, Kenny Rogers, Dolly Parton, they did You Can't Make Old Friends? Yeah. This song. And I tell you, I saw a picture of the, maybe you'd written the lyrics out of someone who written the lyrics and they had both signed it. Oh, yes. You yes. Ha- do you have that? I've got it hanging in my house. And yeah, it's the original lyric and they, and, Do- and Dolly's handwriting is like writing like who's singing what line and then they both signed it and it's precious. Isn't that so cool? Yeah. I actually have a Caitlin Smith signed uh when, of Tacoma, she wrote all the lyrics out and signed it. I keep it in my in my workroom at the house. Love it. And this is her version here. They, but Garth sang it. Yes. You got a Garth Brooks cut. I know, which is crazy. Which I wrote the song and I knew it was for me. Like I love I love singing this song. But I remember getting a text from Garth and he's like, Hey, like, do you you know you can? I really love this song. Can I please record it? And I was like. Well, it's Garth Brooks, kind of my hero. So, okay, sure. I think, if I'm not mistaken, you you came and played at our Million Dollar Show a couple years ago and did this song. And then there's a part where she stops the music and just sings a cappella, and she's like, Arrah! and the whole crowd is much better than what I just did. But the, the whole crowd just got up and just like standing owed her in the middle of a song at the Ryman Auditorium. Yeah, I'll never forget that. It was the it was. An amazing, amazing thing to see. Oh, so fun. Man, she's so good. And then, uh, Trisha, you're what? Every girl in this town. So did the Garth relationship or whatever that was help you with Trisha or was it totally different? I think so. I'm not sure like what came first because I, from what I understand, they were both always like finding my demos and playing their songs, my songs in their house. Um, and so I, I got to meet Trisha through Garth. And the cool thing was is Trisha Yearwood was my first concert as a seven-year-old little girl and then to full circle have her go and record um, one of my songs was mind-blowing what is life this is crazy (laughs) caitlin smith is here (laughs) you started your first band when you were what 12 years old or so Mm -hmm. and what was that band about and what what was your spot in the band um lead singer (laughs) uh i wrote the songs i'm I recruited my brother to play drums and two of my best friends to play other instruments. And I would cold call venues as like a 12 year old be like, book our band like for your next event. And I just love to play music. And so we would just play whenever we could. Did you guys get any gigs at 12? Yes, we did. We play like uh, it was usually like field parties on like, you know, flatbed trailers with hay bales or like we had a little band shell in our in our little town of 
3,000 people and we'd play there and yeah, we played around. It was so fun. Is your brother still doing music or was he just humoring his sister? He was just humoring his sister. Bless his heart. He's a diesel mechanic and likes cars much better than music. I want to play, as you put your guitar on the stand and walk to the keyboard, I'm going to play one of my favorite songs. This is a long time coming. This is track two on Supernova Deluxe. Here you go. her once like hey what's the one song if you're just pointing at one song and it's supernova so here's track seven here's supernova time is like a shooting star a supernova in the dark you do anything to make it last but track 14 which is fix you one of my favorite songs period from period not even just from coldplay but i just love this song so much and I saw that you had covered this as the final track on the on the record. And I was like, oh, boy, I don't even know if I want to listen. Because I just <laughs> love what you do so much. And I love that song. And sometimes the mix isn't exactly right. Especially when someone's covering a, a song that's that's legendary. Right. But you nailed it. Thank you. That, that means a lot. It is very terrifying. It's one of my favorite songs as well. And it's scary because the... The Chris Martin version, Coldplay version, is perfect. I mean, think about the songwriting of this song and just how, like, how cutting it is. Right. I, I can't tell you how many times I've sat in a songwriting session and, like, pulled that song up and been like, how does, how did this happen? Like, and just studied it and tried to, like, draw from it. Like, it's, that song is, like, is it's in me and in the songs that I've written. Well, I asked, I said, Kaylin, will you come in and play Fix You? And she's going to play for us now. She's now at the piano. She has moved all the way across the stage, <laughs> which is about a foot. And she's now at the piano. All right, here she is, Kaylin Smith doing Fix You.
Come on. Yeah. Caitlin Smith in studio. How I do nothing in my life at all. Zero things. I was thinking about what you're playing. Nothing in my life where I'm as good as that. No, I don't have one skill about me that is as good as what I watched five feet from me right here. That's you're so good. You know, I've been a fan for so long. I always love when you put out new music because I love to highlight it because I love it. Thank you, dear. So I'm, I'm just such a big fan. We have uh, featured Caitlin on, you know, the uh, Country Top 30. We the women of our country. You know, mm-hmm. I, I try to play her as much as I possibly can and. When I can get her in here, I'd love to do so. I know you've been in Minnesota for a while. Is it cold already up there? It's starting. The leaves are ridiculous right now, and I'm starting to pull out my fall jacket, and I love it. I walked outside <laughs> this weekend at, at like 1030, and I think it was like 58 degrees, and I was freezing my face off already. Oh, I've had enough of winter already. Doesn't it feel so good? It does not. Crisp. I, I, it's gorgeous. <laughs> I like it warm all the time. <laughs> all right, you guys check out Supernova D- Deluxe. The Deluxe version is out. Um, we're going to play I Can't, and this is the version with Old Dominion. We're going to play it right now. Caitlin, always fantastic to see your face. Thank you. Thank you for coming in. Amy, anything you'd like to say? I just know well, the whole time you were playing, I wanted to be you. Is that weird? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I know. I felt, Bobby, I was like, why do I not play the piano, and why can't I sing? And no, so that's that, where I went to. I mean, so, same. So that's you have me wanting to change careers, but I can't do either. So I'll stick with this. <laughs> Follow her at Caitlin Smith with a Y. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. So we all know that Bobby had some big life changing events over the last few weeks. And to top everything off, he made another big announcement. This time it was a book announcement. It will be his third book that he's putting out. But this time. It's a children's book about his dog, Stanley. And during the show this week, he told us all about it. Number six. Yesterday, I got to announce my new children's book that will be coming out. It is about my dog, Stanley. I have already written it. I'm with an illustrator now who's drawing it. The actual first picture we can put up is on my Instagram now, Mr. Bobby Bones. And so I'm just super pumped that HarperCollins gave me another book deal. And so it says, the multimedia personality just announces plans to release... Stanley the dog and his first day of school. So it's going to be about how just because you don't fit in immediately doesn't mean you don't have a place. Because Stanley's an awkward looking dog. He's had a bunch of medical issues. And his story and my story combined was kind of the reason to make this book. We're going to do a lot with dog charities because of this book. But I'm very excited for you guys to uh, be able to see it. It may be a little bit before it comes out. But they announced it yesterday on some book website. So I was like, oh, I'll tell my people then. Awesome. But I'm very excited about Stanley the dog and his first day of school. Especially a lot of kids go through their early stages of school where they don't fit in or they don't feel like they do. And this is Stanley's story. He doesn't fit in either with the with the St. Bernard's. He ain't big enough. Mm. <laughs> with the poodles, they're a little snooty. So it's just a whole story. It's funny. You'll see. I don't want to ruin it all. I don't, hey, spoiler alert, yeah. he lives. <laughs> oh, I hope so. I would be so mad at you as a parent if I got through this whole awesome book and then something happened. To hey, he's had so many medical issues. <laughs> you never know. It's the best bits of the week. With Morgan number two. So obviously everybody is talking about going out and voting. And this week on the show, Mike D came on and said he voted for the first time ever. And I brought on Mike D to talk about that because he he posted a little bit about it on Instagram. But I kind of want the full story. So Mike, say hi, Mike. Hello. (laughs) Um, Tell us why you decided to vote for the first time ever this year. Well, my parents came here from Mexico and my dad became a citizen about 20 years ago. And it's always been super important for him to have that right to vote. And for some reason, I just never got around to it. I was apathetic about the whole process. And I was like, my dad's so passionate about voting. He came to this country to 
you know, better his life. And that was really important for him. So I was like, if he's out there doing it, I'm at the age where I need to be doing this and haven't done it yet. So when you told your dad that you finally voted, what did he do? He was excited. He was like, yeah, finally. <laughs> like, this is why I came to this country for you to be able to do this. You should be doing this every time. <laughs> so he was a proud dad in that moment. Yeah, he was. Obviously, on your ballot, everybody's talking about all the people that are options. I'm not going to make you tell us who you voted for. Okay. But we know that Kanye West is showing up on some ballots. Yeah. Did you think for a minute there, like, hmm, maybe I should vote for him? No, but I did. Because sc- you have to scroll through and see everybody who's on the ballot. And I went down to the very bottom, and there he was. It was weird. And not even for a split second, you were like, mm, I might want to vote for Kanye West. No. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. At least, you know, Mike D did not vote for Kanye West. Um, and if people are out there that are still kind of iffy on voting, what's the best piece of advice you would give them? Just go do it. It didn't take me that long to do. And you feel really good afterwards. Like, I just had this feeling of like, I actually did something. So go do it. All right. There you have it. Go vote. Be like Mike D. Even if it's your first time, that's okay too, right? Yep. Number five. Lunchbox, you voted? Voted. How was it? Man, let me tell you, it felt like a proud American moment. I walked in there. I waited in line for seven minutes. That's it, huh? That was it. It was so perfect. I went, I stood in line, and they come up and they ask you a few questions, and they give you a little pin. This is the pin I got from the voting place. Yes, you get to keep it so no one else touches your pin. You have a plastic (laughs) straw where you touch the little kiosk. And voila, I was out of there 12 minutes. It was great. And then I put the sticker on my mask. You know, usually you put it on your shirt, but I put, I voted on my mask and I felt like a great American hero. Mike D, you voted for the first time ever in your life. Wow. Yeah, first time ever I voted. Come on. Yeah. Wow. It felt really good. Why, why have you not voted before? Yeah. I think I was just apathetic about the whole process. And then I realized, man, I voted in American Idol and with the stars for the last couple years and haven't voted in the presidential election, I think it's time. I got a question. Did they recognize you at the voting place as a first-time voter? Because when I was voting, they would say, oh, first-time voter, and they would cheer for people. And so like seven people while I was there got the cheer. Did you want the cheer, Lunchbox? Well, I wanted to, but they could. I guess they could see my voting record, and they knew I voted before. Oh. (laughs) Did they cheer for you, Mike? No, I didn't get a cheer. Oh, dang. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. So Eddie is a father to two of his own kids and two foster kids. Him and his wife are totally saints. But the other day, his whole family went out to eat. And, well, they did something with their foster baby and they got parent shamed. Eddie was pretty upset about it. So this is a good one to listen back to. Number four. So I'm at a restaurant, right? And I have four kids. And it's just been something. We have a baby And it's been a thing where if we want to have fun and enjoy our meal, we give the baby the phone. Like, we we didn't do this with any of our other kids, but four kids at a table is really hard. So we've decided to give them a phone. So we're at a restaurant, and we give the baby a phone, and there's a a couple with, I guess, like maybe a one-year-old sitting behind us. And I hear the woman go, I just hate it when other parents give the kids the phone at a restaurant. Like, it's so just... Put some effort into it. And I was like, oh, and it's one of those things where she, I know she's behind me and I can hear. And I tell my wife, can you hear them talking right now? She's like, no. So I tell my wife and I'm just so upset. And I look behind. Yeah, she has one kid. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, just wait till you have more than one kid, like four kids. And you want to have fun at a restaurant. You're going to give them the phone. I got so upset. Bones. But did you say anything? No, of course not. 
No, oh. what am I going to tell it? Excuse me and start a big ruckus in the restaurant? I don't know. Depending on my mood these days, I would maybe <laughs> would have. I would have turned around and been like, do you, do you, you really have something to say about me giving my oh, child a phone dang. so the rest of us can eat in peace? And then take the phone away from your kid and then let them start crying and screaming and ruin their dinner. Ooh. That would have been the move. That's not a bad idea. Yes, it's a terrible yeah. idea. It's <laughs> a terrible idea. I mean, but I was really upset. Like, I really was. I can't believe she said it loud enough where you could hear her. I, mean, I think it's one of those things where- Well, Eddie where has good hearing. I do have good hearing. Yeah. When we took that test, I passed yeah. it. Hey, but, but I think it's one of those things where, like, people talk and you don't think that other people can hear you because mm-hmm. you think you're, like, not that loud and the restaurant's kind of loud. But no, I heard her loud and clear. Kaylin says, I don't whisper well. I just lower my head when I say the same <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably so true. So apparently I'm like, hey, did you see that? But if I want to whisper, be like, hey, did you see that? And just <laughs> drop volume. my head down about six inches. Amy, do you get parent shamed much anymore online? I haven't seen it lately, but probably just I haven't posted something about it. <laughs> I'm sure they're out there. I mean, people just always have something to say. And it's like, mind your own business. Yeah, you never know what someone else is going through. And that phone might be a really desperate moment mm. and a saving grace. So back off. It sure is. What does your baby like to do on the phone? Watch YouTube kids. Yeah. He's What's wrong with that? One. He's one. And man, he can navigate that phone better than really? I can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's something in the design, but he knows how to swipe up. He knows how to click back. He knows how to go forward. Lunchbox doesn't even have that. <laughs> exactly. all no, I don't know how to use a phone very well. I'm terrible at the phone. It's the best bits of the week. With Morgan number two. Luke Combs was our Friday morning conversation this week. He stopped by to talk with us about his new deluxe album that just came out. Plus, he played some live music. And who doesn't love a basically private concert with Luke Combs? You want to hear this. Number three. The Friday morning conversation with Luke Combs. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? Good to see you. Likewise. You know, you have nine number ones now. I feel like if, if I'm in the car for 15 minutes, I'm for sure going to get a couple Luke Combs songs. I, th- I think so. When you're yeah. driving, if you're in the car and, and a Luke Combs song comes on, it's yourself, obviously. Do you change the station or I, do you turn I do. it? You do. I do. Yeah. It's, <laughs> just, we, it's just weird. Yeah, I know Tyler and Rob do. Yeah, it's just weird. I don't know to listen to yourself. I mean, I just by the time something is out and then by the time it's on the radio, I've heard it so many times. I Do you mean, ever hear something new, though, when you're hearing it on the radio? Like, oh, I didn't know that was mixed like that. or Definitely not. No? Because <laughs> you've listened not. to it so many <laughs> yeah, times. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Uh, you've added five new songs. By the way, Luke Combs is here because the Deluxe album's out. If you would have added all the songs that you had written during the last five or six months, during the pandemic, if you had added all of them, how many tracks would be on that thing? Probably f- 40, 40 or 50. Probably. What do you do with these songs that you don't end up cutting? Uh, hope that no one hears them because they're not good. Really? <laughs> if they didn't get cut, I mean, they're... But you, you know, don't, there aren't some of them where you're opinion. going, this just isn't for me right now, but maybe this artist would like it. No, there is a lot of that, but I think there's like a, there can be like a stigma in town a little bit with, so for example, I can only put out, you know, so many songs however in however amount of time. So then if another artist were to hear this song, they go, man, I really like that song. And then they see that my name's on it or whoever's artist's name is on it. They would go, well, then why didn't that guy cut it if it's so good? But really, it's just impossible to put out as many good songs as you could write because you would never be able to, you know, you wouldn't be able to promo stuff correctly and and have it be in the spotlight long enough. So I think there is a stigma to that. Like if you see another artist's name on it, you go, well, if he didn't cut it, then it must not be that good. 
So even if you really like it, you're kind of thinking to yourself, well, what's wrong with it? If that guy, if it was really great, he would have cut it. Would you ever use a pseudonym, a different name, if you weren't going to use it for yourself and go, you know what, I think uh, Larry Zonka is going to... I think maybe already do that, I couldn't say. Nice. <laughs> couldn't, you know, legally. Could, legally couldn't say if I already do that. All I know is that he got slapped <laughs> on the leg right when I asked that question. <laughs> Yeah, so, no, I think that's a good idea for any writers out there. That's a good idea to do. You should do that. You had to change wedding venues a week before your wedding. Yep. If you had to offer someone a piece of advice, because Raymundo's wedding is tomorrow, our producer. Oh, nice. He's, yeah. Uh, what right what on. What is your piece of advice? Just do it. Just go. It doesn't matter. I mean, as long as the two of you are there, it's... That's really it, you know. I mean, it was nice, you know. We had, we had a small group of our family and friends there, so that was still really great to have them there. And um, it wasn't the the big gigantic thing that we thought it was going to be, but it kind of ended up being even better. I think the way that we did it. So. it is there a difference with you and Nicole's relationship since you've been married? Is there a different feeling about it? I th- I think so. Yeah, a little bit. Like you kind of have that. You just I don't know. It's like a it's like a comforting thing, you know. I don't know. Like, like regardless myself, of what happens, right? Like we're you're this, there. We're in it together, right? For you know, there's that feeling, um, which is really nice. It's been it's been great, and it's it's been a blessing in disguise to have this much you know time away from the road and stuff to to you know really kind of dig into that part of our life. So it's been it's been awesome. I was watching your Twitter, and you had posted. Um the name's going to slip my mind, but it was like lonely in a hotel room or sleepless in a hotel, sleepless room. Yeah. In a hotel room. I saw you playing that and it's not on your record. Mm-hmm. So you're releasing new songs ahead of the new songs you're releasing. <laughs> it's, it's coming from all directions here. Yeah. When you're, when you have something you're going to put out, you're like, Hey, I'm just putting out as much as I can period for the, for my fans. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think that one, especially I was in LA when I put that up, I was for for the Billboard Awards, and so it was like I was just in a hotel room, kind of like we couldn't go anywhere. I mean, LA is like super locked down, and so I had written that song previously, like in maybe in January or something of this year, and then I was like, oh yeah, I have a song about this, so I just put it. I mean, there was no ulterior motive other oh, than watched you at the Billboards and. You know, now you're on these multi-format shows. Sure. And there are artists from all over the place mm-hmm. that do all kinds of music. Any of the artists come up to you and go, hey, man, I know I'm not you know, a country music fan, really, but I love your music. I mean, definitely not at that one. It was like, I don't even think I saw another artist. Oh, the because show. of the pandemic, they kept right. everybody apart. Yeah, they did. I mean, it was like I literally didn't see another artist at all. I think I saw Jimmy Butler on TikTok listening to your music. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy Butler's awesome, man. He's a, he's a great dude. Yeah, um, I was watching him on a boat, yeah. and he was singing along to your song in, uh, yeah. on like a pontoon boat. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I, was like, yeah. I was like, that's awesome. Do <laughs> no, you know Jimmy great. Butler? Plays for Miami, Amy, by the way. I was about to ask do you know him? Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I do. That's he's pretty, great. Did you root for him? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Uh, I think I sent him a good a good text before, before the series started. I saw your TikTok where... You, you were like uh, where it started and where it is now, and you were playing in a club. I think you were singing Hurricane, and it was some old club footage, and then where it is now, and it was you in an arena. Mm-hmm. Does it feel like that's just been such a, a runaway train, or does it feel like it took forever? I think a little bit of both, you know. Um, I think it was, in a lot of ways, it was like, man, that feels like two lifetimes ago because we've done so much in that amount of time. But then, you know, I'll be talking with these guys, and we'll – be talking about something and they're like you know that was like two years ago 
And I'm like, man, that feels like it was 10 years ago. You know, I don't know. It's just a lot has happened in such a small amount of time that it's all just really jam packed in there. When you were playing clubs, even before you came to Nashville full time, what was best case scenario that you could see for yourself? I, I don't know what it was going to be. I mean, I think anything would have been fine as long as I could could have made a living doing music in some capacity, whether that was being like a full-time staff writer somewhere or I, I don't know, being a demo singer would have been cool. I mean, in, really anything to like not have to like do the grind, like the 40-hour week thing, I would have been cool with, I think. Did you in any of your wildest dreams see this? No, I don't think so. I mean, I had a, I had a, you know, I always was very confident in myself and I believed in myself, um, but it was never like, I think I'm going to be doing. Setting records. Yeah, no, no, no chance that I think that that was going to happen. But here we are. Got nine number ones, Hurricane First in 2016, uh, Loving on You, your latest. We're going to come back in a second and do a little music, but I do want to play. Uh, let me play a clip of Cold As You. This is from the deluxe album. They got whiskey river on the jukebox, a honky-tonk sawdust. I feel like this was a fan, the, the, like the fans demanded this one. Did you feel that way? I think that, yeah. My. Uh, you Why'd know, you guys look at each other and laugh on this plate? We just, <laughs> we, I was just, I told him it was a jam. He didn't write on it. So oh, like, that's funny. <laughs> oh. I'm always like, jam. Really like so, it. so good. See how good, how much better that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you feel uh, like people were like, you got to cut that song? Um, I think I just knew when I, when I, you know, when we wrote it, when me and Jonathan and Randy wrote it, it was just kind of like, yeah, that's going to be on something. I didn't know what, you know, if that would be this thing or the next thing. I knew it would come out at some point. Here's a clip of The Other Guy. See the other guy that's missing you. Late night, he's wishing you would come back home. Did you write on this one? You did? Okay. <laughs> he made up on that. Nice. Nice, nice. Uh, Luke's going to play in just a second. Luke Combs is here, but we're going to play the new single first. This is Better Together. Give me a line about this song. Tell me. Uh, I wrote this song a couple years ago in Boone uh, on a writer's retreat with my with my buddies Dan and Randy Montana, and um, it was kind of a story about 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 my wife, you know, just kind of the way I was feeling at at the time, and uh, I guess I guess it's kind of part of the story. I guess like beautiful, crazy to. It's like the next chapter in that story a little bit. You have the most CMA nominations, Luke, for any artist. Oh, I like that you guys are aggressive with the songs here. <laughs> <laughs> They're ready to go. I like the background music, wow. too. Wow. Just background. Uh, oh, okay. Can't hold them back. Uh, hold them back. Ready to go. Chomping at the bit. Couple you know what? I'll save the day. questions. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Luke Combs is here. Uh, can we do better together? Yeah. Just a little verse and chorus? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. All right. One, two, three. A 40 HP Johnson on a flat bottom metal boat. Cocaines and BB guns, barbed wire and old fence posts. Eight point bucks in autumn, freshly cut cornfields. One arm out the window and one hand on the wheel. Some things just go better together. And probably always will Like a cup of coffee 
and the sunrise Sunday drives and time to kill What's the point of this old guitar If it ain't got no strings Or pouring your heart into a song That you ain't gonna sing It's a match made up in heaven Like good old boys and beer and me as long as you're right here nice luke combs in studio right now here's the question i was gonna ask before you guys came fired out of a cannon <laughs> which i respect by the way uh you have the most cma nominations for any artist with six now do you have different you have six different speeches at home no. Ready to pull out. Just get all pockets, you're going to have a speech. <laughs> I, I have zero speeches. I've never pre-written a speech before. I think I, maybe it's like a superstitious thing. Have you forgotten, though, while giving a speech, people that you were like, son of a gun? I think there's probably people out there who would tell you that I have, but I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> you're up against yourself in Song of the Year because you wrote Even Though I'm Leaving and I Hope You're Happy Now. Sure. Which one would you rather win? Oh, man, that's a tough question. Rocking a hard place there. I mean, I think either one, you know, I mean, either one would be great. And obviously, I think the tough thing is you're kind of not only are you competing against yourself, but you're competing against your friends because it's not like I wrote both songs with the same people. So it's like, well, I want my buddies over here to win and then I want my buddies over here to win, too. So it's kind of like it's hard. To, there is no like allegiance to either one. That's the tough thing. Do you ever write a song that ended up doing pretty well with someone you didn't like? And you're like, man, I don't want to have to see them again. No, I mean, I don't think so. You know, it, it's kind of like everybody, it, whether the, you know, whenever the ride happens, it's like you come in and there are songs that I've written with people who are like, man, maybe I didn't vibe with that guy as much. And, and so we haven't written a lot since then. But I think it doesn't matter as long as the song ends up being great, because if that person wouldn't have been there, you know, even if you know, whoever feels like they didn't contribute or didn't do as much, the song still wouldn't have happened, in my opinion, without that person there. It's not like you would have gotten the same song if he or she didn't show up. Like you still, it still would have ended up being the same. So to me, it's kind of, it doesn't matter. Do you ever hop in a writing room and it's, you know, three of you and you feel like that day you were the weak link? Oh yeah, all the time. I mean, every time, I mean, not every time I write, but a lot of times I feel like <laughs> I could be doing better, but I always am trying to be better. And there's days that I think that's the cool thing about writing with, you know, Rob or Tyler or whoever. It's like, well, you can go in and if I'm having a bad day and I'm writing with two guys that I write with a lot, I know that they can, you know, be the tugboat for lack of a better term and like pull me down the Thanks, man. I appreciate that. That's such a such a great term, you know? Let's do another one from the, the new music out today. Uh, Luke Combs is here. How about Cold As You? You guys want to do that one? Let's do it. One, two, my It's a junked out joint off a back road. A blinking window sign with an arrow A gravel light chock full of toolbox trucks Making their happy hour way home When guys like me lose girls like you 
that's where we run to. They got Whiskey River on the jukebox, a honky tonk sawdust dance floor, a neon five o'clock pro clock, and plenty damn many when you want one more. This broke heart fool on an old bar stool drinking beer almost as cold as you. Come on, Woo! Luke Combs is here. That's awesome. You sound great, man. Thank you. It's, you know, I think you feel it. We don't hear it. <laughs> I definitely feel it. Yeah. For sure. Well, let's do one more. Uh, Luke Combs is here, by the way. You guys, be sure to check out the new music out today. I don't have to tell you that. You're probably going to do it anyway. But let's do uh, Loving On You, verse and chorus of that. You know what I like about I just, I love the intro to this. i tell you why I personally like it. It's long. Yeah. That's, that's the, everybody's zigging, you zagged. Yep. It it comes in destructive. So, boom, boom, boom. I just, that's my favorite uh, part of the song because it's so different. I like this one a lot. So man. when I hear that intro, I'm like, oh, this is good. Uh, Luke Combs, loving on you. Let's do it. Don't get me wrong, I like a bobber on the water, hooking them and railing them in. I like a Friday night slow ride, Brooks and Dump, Bayside, heroin, spin it again. I like a strong shot of whiskey, the way a marble hits me, some broken in cowboy boots. But I'm in love. I feel that rush soon as you walk in the room. I can't get enough for you, honey. Right on the money, I'm a junkie for your midnight moves. I'm in love, loving on you. Nice, there it is, Luke. <laughs> You know, if you're listening now and you're like, man, that sounds so good. If you were to separate the parts of that, like who was singing the high harmony? Me, Tyler. Tyler. Yep. Can you just do the high harmony without the other guy? <laughs> yes, do it. I, I would like our yes. listeners to hear just how good. Yes, we would love it. Just to hear how good you are at this, but how weird it sounds by itself. Okay, yeah. yeah. So if you don't mind, go ahead. Sure. All right. I'll play along with you. Now, if you hop in and do your your, because yeah, yeah. you're doing kind of a background vocal, yeah. ooh ah. Now, without Luke, <laughs> so you don't them do it. Just those two. Bones, this is so hard. The, this is I know. Hard. This is, this is, but if anyone can oh, do it, man. it's these guys. That's true. That's right. true. Let's, Mr. Bones trying to get us fired. Now. One more time. <laughs> <I'm telling you. laughs> one more time. Right. Top of the chorus. Yep. One, two, three. Love, Walk in the room 
That's so good. How do you decide which words you're going to fully do out and then not? Because obviously Luke's doing all the words, right. and but then some of the words y'all do fully and then other ones you... It's so like is that just you feel it? It's got to be. You it's know, a little feel, yeah. So whenever... So Tyler was like one of the first people that was hired in the band. And I remember talking to Luke about this because I wanted... I've always been a big three-part harmony guy. I'm a huge... Oh, I'm way in. Yeah. Like, I got... I've rediscovered my love for country music from Rascal Flatts. Amen. And so Tyler loves Rascal Flatts. We have big a lot Rascal of... Big Rascal Flatts guy. Uh, three-part harmony, <laughs> weird nerd hang stuff. But <laughs> doing three-part harmony, it's it's not so much about matching the notes as much as it, as it is like the blend of it all. Right. And so with that, you know, you attack certain words or... Sometimes it's like a vowel sound. Sometimes it's it, there's like a science to it, and there's some guys in this town that do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, otherworldly. Well, we just got a master class. I yeah, appreciate I love you guys it. doing that. Sure. I, there's a vulnerability to you guys having to break that apart and to actually show that word. off. What a good word. So, yeah. yeah, I appreciate that. All right, Luke Combs is here. Uh, we're gonna go. We could do this all day. However, let me encourage you guys to check out the new music Luke put out today. It's got five new songs for you. Um, you probably already are. You're probably not even listening to us right now because you're listening to it. So how would you even hear me say this? That's <laughs> that's the question. All right, there he is, Luke Combs. Yeah. See you guys soon. Thank you. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan Number Two. So today is a huge day. We've been talking about it for months. Raymundo is obviously getting married, but this week we talked a lot about it, the lead up to his big wedding day, and there's something that he gifted to his wife. <laughs> it's a song. He wrote it with some of his friends, and we got to hear that song for basically the first time in full. And I'm not going to lie, I think I saw some of the guys on the show crying while the song played. So here it is. Number two. Yeah. Right now, Linda in California is on. Linda, what's going on? Good morning. Morning, studio. Morning. morning. I, first of all, congratulations, Mike D and Bobby on both of your engagements. Thank you. And I had a question for Raymundo. Are you still going to do that song you did, um, a little snippet of it, at your wedding? So, Ray, catch our listeners up to what that song was. So I just had the idea, maybe a gift I was going to give my fiancé, maybe something we play on the radio. It's a a song that tells kind of our story and that is going to be produced and put out right next to our wedding. And so you guys did record it? We did. We went to a studio, man. Did it for real. Is it done? Yeah, it's good to go. Do you want to hear this, Linda, today? Yes. Okay, well, let's hear it together. Can, can Linda hear if we play the, the audio over the phone? I hope so. Okay, let's. Is it, we going to hear it from the beginning? Yeah, you can do whole songs, three minutes, or do a hug. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what if we do the whole song, but I stop it throughout? So if listeners are just coming in, they're like, what is this? Okay. Yeah, let's go. Okay, here This is, who's the artist? It is, it's Eric Dodd. Eddie's in it, and then I'm also in the gang vocals as well. Okay, so it's not you singing the whole song. I want it to be good. We tried to talk him into singing it, but he said, no, guys, I will ruin it if I sing it. Oh, okay. No. Well, let's hear it. All right, here you go. I know we had a very tender beginning. I told my buddy, Billy, man, are you kidding? Between that long blonde hair and sweetheart smile, we started hanging out. And after a while, I kind of got used to seeing your face. Even barge keys to do laundry at your place. There were concert nights and encore days. I wrote the song because I love you. Wipe them tears away. Look at you shining underneath the Nashville sunset. 
And here I am dreaming about all the years we ain't lived yet So let's celebrate this special day Like you taught me to love a birthday And live our lives away That's really good. So That's good. good right? I have goosebumps. Yeah! Me too. Let's keep it. I just only was going to yell that so listeners know this is Ray's song that he helped write for his wife when they get married this weekend. Got a place downtown, Paradise Park. The news came in and life got hard. Stage three diagnosis, your hair's all gone. We shed a few tears, but not for long. Cause you were so savage like Megan the Stallion. You never lost hope, we never lost passion. And I was riding shoddy on your bandwagon. Crazy as it is, all this is happening. Look at you shining underneath the Nashville sunset. And here I am dreaming about all the years we ain't lived yet. So let's celebrate this special day like you taught me to love a birthday. And live our lives away. <laughs> like all the White Claw songs? Yeah. <laughs> hey, so is this not the song that they dance to? I think that's the one we're going to go with. Yeah. For sure. Are you going to get them to play it live? Uh, I could. Well, that means that all of us have to sing it live. Cause, yeah. Because it was meant for us to be the, the background vocals on that on that chorus part. Look well, at you, shine. You know what I'm saying? That's really good. I know. Thank like, you. I d- the verse when she got cancer, that totally got me. And then I was emotional the rest of the song like that's super special wait she heard it yeah she's heard it okay (laughs) i forget i mean and i know she listens to the show but i'm like if i was her and i was hearing that for the first time on our wedding night like i would be bawling crying and that's what you two are gonna (laughs) amy's crying right now that's what you two are gonna be dancing to first song we thought that'd be the best idea unless we get something last second we canceled taylor lover and we're trying to find something (laughs) else and this almost fit yeah this is way better than lover you should do this is this song available to be streamed yet it's a problem. I mean, we're trying to do that. How did, what's well, the, Eric Dodd what's had a la- he had a label, and we were able to do it through them, so now it's a little bit more difficult. But, I mean, right now I have it on uh, Dropbox, and I just kind of put it on Instagram, <laughs> stuff like that. He did, li- he did link the Dropbox out. It's pretty funny. He did? <laughs> yes. So everyone that clicked on it had to download it. Yeah. <laughs> Old school, so man. Good, though. Napster style. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love it. Yeah, I wish you, I could have got that put up. You just need a couple weeks out. Yeah. Not week of. 
That's special, though. We'll put it up on the website. Can we load it up there? Do you cool. care? It's yeah, already up sure. there. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's great. Yeah! Would you, the thing is, to get them to play live, though, like you need that setup. You need a PA setup. I don't think that's going to happen. No microphone. Uh, it's, it's a venue that right now it isn't a restaurant. It isn't a bar. So I don't really know what plugins or anything they have. Mm-hmm. I know they got alcohol and a dance floor, and that's really all we need, right? What mm-hmm. about the reception? Is there a band well, there that, already? That's what I'm saying. The, there's a DJ. DJ. Oh, DJ. I mean, it's COVID. We're not trying to have a live seven-person band, dude. My bad. All okay. right, yeah. I mean, so <laughs> I you just... Had Danny or something. Yeah. Okay, well, I love it. I love it. If you can figure out to get him to play it live, it's probably even more special, but it's really special anyway. All right. Fantastic. Uh, isn't that... Hey, did you hear that song, Linda? That was amazing. I'm not going to lie. I am dancing in my daughter's bedroom, picking out her clothes right now. <laughs> Look. Look at that. Yeah. What's it? Yeah. That? Look at her shining underneath the Nashville sunset. Sunset. Okay, yeah, you got it. <laughs> Birthday. <laughs> Dang. That's it's a good. jam, man. All right. Well, nice job. Uh, Linda, thank you. Wow. For, thank can you that, for the call. Is that, can that thank be on, you. The, on the way? I don't know. Radio? Which just was. That's what we do here. Yeah. Oh, I know. It was just I on, mean, like on the radio. Pretty cool. All over the country. Like, I've heard number one <laughs> in songs people's cars. that aren't even as good as that. Yeah, most. <laughs> okay, Amy. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Our biggest segment from the show this week is Lunchbox's trip to the Velisca Axe Murder House in Iowa. And I had to bring on Lunchbox because... He totally believes in ghosts, and he just went through a whole life-changing experience, and I think we need to hear from him some more. Uh, yeah, you believe in ghosts when you go to that house and things start moving and making noises, and I mean, uh, it's, yeah. Before you went to the house, did you believe in ghosts or spirits of yes. any kind? Yes, I'd been pushed in the closet by a ghost when I was a kid, and it got really cold in there. So yes, I absolutely <laughs> believe in ghosts. And I don't know where that laugh came from, but was that the ghost that just followed me here? Oh, no, that heard- was Steve. Oh. <laughs> And why are you, see, everybody's so quick to dismiss it, but no, no, no one wants hey, to step up and go in that house with me. I'm letting you have an open platform here. There's, <sighs> there's no judgment, but do you think the ghost from your past kind of came up too in this house no, while you were there? No, 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 So you no. just think it was the ghost from the actual house that were there that yes. you were dealing with? And, and I don't even know if they're ghosts or they're just spirits or whatever you call them, but there was something in that house. There was something in that house. It was freaking crazy. I believe you. I watched your Facebook lives where you did a lot of things and you were obviously very scared. So I'll, I'll be the first to say, I believe you. I totally believe in what you experienced there. But what did you not get to talk about on the show that you kind of well, wish we talked about? I, I mean, like, I, I mean, I did a prayer. I did a prayer inside the house just to make sure everybody was happy with me. And so, I mean, I, I got that on tape. If you guys want to hear me praying to the, you know, yeah. ghost gods. Let's hear it. Dear ghost gods, uh, spirit gods, and a regular god that's uh, looking over Andrew and myself tonight, please, like, you guys have a conversation, ghost god and real god, like, god of everybody. We are just here to observe their house. We're not here to do anything bad. We just want to be with them, you know, and we we ask for your protection and uh, we ask for your blessing and we ask you to look over us in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, ghost gods, spirit gods, goblin gods, and real gods. Thank you very much. Amen. Amen. Okay, so do you think... Like the ghost gods and those gods talk to each like what what was your thinking of saying all the gods? I, I want the like ghost gods because I feel like they have like little separate gods that 
I wanted them to talk to the main god and be like, hey, are these guys cool? Like, or should we mess with them really bad? Should we make them have a miserable time? So you just got to cover your bases. Even if there's not ghost gods, you got to make sure. You have to appease everybody. So if there is a ghost god and you don't acknowledge him, he's going to be ticked off. <laughs> okay, so you felt like you acknowledged them. And did you ever deal with any TikTok Ticked off ghosts, you feel like? Uh, there was no TikTok ghosts, but there might have been <laughs> ticked off ghosts. I, I'm not sure. Like, I don't think they were mad at me because I, I tried to be very peaceful. I even took pictures with some of them. I mean, I said, here, here, take pictures. And we took some gro- group pictures. And I mean, so when you, not when group, you heard- just group. <laughs> no groping. No, no groping. So when you heard the slams of the door or when you heard toys dropping or whatever it was that you were hearing those sounds, do you think it was them trying to interact with you or do you think they were mad at you because you were staying in the house? I, when you knock something over, they may have done that on accident. They, they're, they're probably like us where they're walking around and they accidentally knock over something or flying around, whatever you want to call it. But I mean, I think they like taking pictures with me because I was real nice about it. Here, listen. Everybody around the dinner table, everybody stand by the table. Come on. Adults too, everybody. Look at the camera. Leave me alone. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one, guys. Wait, what? Was that? Hold on. I shouldn't play around. That's not funny. I shouldn't joke. I shouldn't joke. I'm sorry, ghost. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please. I'm sorry. Uh, Come on, ghost. Can we take a picture? Thank you. All right. I tried to act tough. I tried to act tough. I'm sorry. Who was that voice in there? Was that you? No, no, no. I just heard that for the first time. Hold on. Was that Steve? No, they say, like, they, have you ever watched ghost stories or, like, those things on Travel Channel? They say sometimes where you collect audio in the moment, you don't hear anything, but recording uh, devices can pick up different frequencies. That's exactly wait, so no, that's what the guy said on. at so, the house. So, wait. So, what we just heard, that we, we'll play it back again. What we just heard, nobody has ever heard before, and you did not hear that in the house. No. Box? Nope. Okay. Steve, you know what part I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I heard it, too. Back? I definitely okay. heard it. Everybody around the dinner table. Everybody stand by the table. Come on. Adults too, everybody. Look at the camera. Leave me alone. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one, guys. See? Okay. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm done talking about them. I'm done talking about them. I'm done. Like, I can't. See, that's not cool. Like, I didn't know that. I, I, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm out. Yeah, I'm kind of in shock right now. Okay, we're just gonna, we're just gonna move on past this, and y'all can hit us up on Twitter and all the things of what you think you heard. Um, but Lunchbox, do you think they followed you home? No, I told him before I left not to follow me home. But you've had no, since you've been home. I checked the backseat of the car probably 10 times on the drive home and nothing was happening. So I felt safe. Nothing's happened at my house. And I told them to stay there. So I think we're good. And have you had any nightmares since staying in that house? Nope. No more nightmares. But now after hearing that, I might have nightmares tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, did anything show up in your pictures? They said audio, something could sound show up. But they also I, said pictures, something could show up. Yeah, I haven't seen anything in my pictures. People were saying there's orbs in my pictures, but I don't even know what that is. So maybe there is. I don't know. Ugh. Okay, well, the last thing I want to bring up before we get to this segment, Scuba Steve had kind of set this all up with you. And I know it, it took us a lot to get to this point of you actually going to the house. So, Steve, can you shed some light on how that all went down and how Lunchbox was dealing with 
going to the murder house. Oh yeah, Lunchbox was trying to get out of it, not trying to go at all. I think that was kind of his old plan from day one was was trying to basically not take certain guests. Oh, I can't go with this person. I can't go with that person. Hoping that maybe Bobby would eventually just go. Oh, we're not going to do this anymore. Well, we already paid for the hotel room. I put four fifty down on it, so it was paid for. You're definitely were going. We got a car set up. We got cash in his pocket for gas and for snacks and yeah, everything. Yeah, shout out Toyota Cool Springs. That car was legit. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And then USopoly for the game, which gave you money for your gas and for your snacks. And it was just a constant battle every single day that we would end the show and Lunchbox would come in here and he'd go, all right, what do you got for me to go with today? And me and Eddie and everyone would try to come up with all these different ideas of someone to go with him. And he'd shoot every single one of them down. And it was such a pain in the butt to finally find someone to go with him that eventually his cousin, thank God, thank you, Andrew, if you're hearing this, thank you for coming because you eventually made this bit happen. <laughs> Lunchbox, what do you have to say back to that? I got to say, Andrew, you are a hero, dude. Like, it would have been a very awkward ride if I'd have been stuck in there with a stranger and a night in the house. Like, come on. Like, it would have been very uncomfortable. That's the thing, too. He keeps saying stranger, stranger. Most of these people we suggested, you kind of knew who they were. And eventually, uh, okay. after a 10-hour okay. drive, you look, become look, friends. They're no look, longer strangers. It, it, exactly. It's very awkward. No, because what if we don't get along? What if we don't have anything in common? Like, like I, I know who my neighbor is. That doesn't mean they're not a stranger. I don't know them. Like, I see him, I can say, oh, that's my neighbor, but that, just because I know who they are doesn't mean they're not a stranger. Thank you. <laughs> I win. All right, sure, you win. Well, now you know how it actually went down in the process to get to Lunchbox going to the murder house. Last question before we get here. Lunchbox, how do you feel? Are you glad you went, or are you still sad you had to go? Um, I mean, I, it, it was fine. I don't know if I'm glad I went or not. I mean, it, it was something I had to do, and I went. I don't think I would... Sign up for my, you know, weekend vacation. I don't think I'm going to spend it at the Vakilla Murder House or whatever it's called. <laughs> Vasilla, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I would do that. But, hey, go for it, guys. Book your vacation. Spend would, your time. Would you suggest our listeners go and experience Yes, this? absolutely. All right. Well, there you have it. So now it's time to get to the segment of Lunchbox at the Iowa Murder House. Number one. Let's go. Well, it's time to find out. We have Lunchbox on the phone right now. He spent the night last night in the Murder House in Iowa. Let's bring him on now. Lunchbox, good morning. I'm alive. I am alive. Oh, my God. <sighs> so you drove all day to get there yesterday. What happens right when you get to that murder house in Iowa? I mean, we go live on Facebook. The dude hands us the keys, and he tells us, hey, you know what I mean? Just have at it. You know, these are the things that can happen. You never know. Just be open to it. And he goes, see you in the morning. And he leaves. Did he, <gasps> did he kind of look like Lurch from Adam's Family or like some big scary guy? No, he looked, I would say, kind of like uh, a skinnier version of Zach from Zach Brown Band. Like he had the same beard, <laughs> same kind of look. Zach Brown. <laughs> okay. So you walk into the house where 12, eight people have been murdered back in 1912. You walk into the house, oh. and what's the house like inside? I mean, it is just eerie because there's no electricity, so it's dark. So it's just dark in there. And you walk in, and you're in the kitchen. So you got the little stove over there, the little kitchen table, and like an old ice box. And you're just, and it's old wood floors, and everything creaks. Could you Ugh. feel any sort of spirit when you walked into the house? Not immediately. No, you don't feel it right when you walk in. It's not like it hits you. But you, I think they want you to get comfortable before anything happens. They want you to not run out of the house immediately, I guess. They want you to feel welcome or they want you to be like, yeah, yeah, come on in. You're safe. And then later they start you know, doing whatever they do. So when you guys get there and there's nothing to do in there, I mean, you can't play PlayStation. So what time do you get there and what do you do for the first couple hours? Oh, we got there at 6 
6.30 p.m. And we, I mean, we went Facebook Live at 7. We're on there for 45 minutes. And then we went back out. Like, we got done with that. We're like, all right, let's just chill. We sat in the living room. And we just kind of talked, like, what are we expecting? What are we going to do? What do we do? We were going over scenarios. If this happens, what do we do? If this happens, what do we do? And, like, we were talking about, are we going to sleep in the beds? And are we going to, you know, sleep in the attic where they, they believe the murderer hid all day because they found cigarette butts in the attic? Wow. Oh, what? I did see. I yeah. was watching your uh, Facebook Live last night. And you were just staring at some balls. Well, he said that if you, like, roll the balls or if you say, hey, do you want to play with the ball, they'll roll them to you. So I was trying to roll the ball, and then I tried to leave the ball there to see if it would roll. they would roll it back to me. And, you know, that didn't work. It was like, okay, maybe they're not wanting to play ball. Did You know what I'm saying? Were there uh, stories about each of the people that were murdered in the house? Yes, they had little, like plaques in each room saying this person age eight this person wow. age 11 were in this bed oh. and then the mom and dad were in this bed the, these two kids were in this bed it was just like oh my gosh lunchbox Ooh. is on the phone with us right now he's in the car driving back but he spent the night last night in a house where in 1912 eight people were murdered no electricity did you sleep in the bed or did you go sleeping bag sleeping bag i i tried i did lay in the beds like I laid there and I just wanted to see if I could what you would be visited by their spirits I guess you call it and I am not joking I was in the upstairs bed and I laid my head on one pillow and I'm not joking the pillow next to me had an indention and I I was, I was, I, that, I was out of the bed ah, 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 no more bed for me did it have an indention already in it before you laid down <laughs> Not that I remember. Okay, and but there's a chance you didn't look at it. There is a chance I didn't look at it, but the I was out of that bed in about point two three seconds because I was like, no, and I ran down the stairs, and that, that was the last of that room. That was it. I wasn't going back. At what point of the night did you start to get sleepy? Uh, I mean, by 2 a.m. I get sleepy because you, the adrenaline starts wearing off. You're starting to come down a little bit, starting to feel more comfortable. And then, you, you, here, here, you want to know what happened to us that, that really just set it over the edge? Yes. Yeah, you want to yeah, know? That's why yeah, we're yeah, here. We yeah, we want to know. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's like 2.30 in the morning, and a car drives by, and they stop. They reverse, stop in the middle of the intersection, turn off their lights, and sit there. Then they pull up and park right outside the house with all their lights off, and they just sit in the car. Two people, they're not on their phones, they're just sitting there. And I'm like, is this relatives of the people that were killed in this house? Like, what is going on? Or and is it listeners of the show mm-hmm. that knew you were in the exactly. house? Exactly. They sat, they sat there for 20 minutes. They weren't taking pictures. They weren't, like, lit up by their phones. They were just sitting in the freaking dark. Not cool. But Did, what's scary about that? What's scary about that? I don't know what their intentions are. I'm already in here dealing with spirits. Now I got to deal with the people on the outside. I got people on the inside and the outside trying to get me. Not cool. Oh. Did you feel, let's get to the million dollar question here. Did you feel like there were spirits in that house? Absolutely. 100%. What made you feel that way? Other than people telling you that it's happened to them? No, I was sitting there. I did the the, the, uh, chair challenge, which the guy told me about. It's where you take a chair and you sit with your back right at the opening of the attic where the killer was hiding, and you just face forward, and you sit there for 20 minutes in the dark, 
just sit there, just sit there. And I mean, I am not joking. Something banged, something banged, and I freaked out. And I said, "Did you guys hear that?" And the people on Facebook Live heard it. And then they said, "Ask him to do it again." I said, "Will you do it again?" And whoever was there did it a freaking again. But like, they have a, or a remote this. control, automated, like, okay, make that noise again. No, that guy told me. He said, "Listen." I said, well, you're not going to come around and mess with us, right? He goes, no, man. Like, I want you to experience it. I've been through it. I've been in this house hundreds of times, spent the night, and I've experienced it all. There's so many things that go on. He goes, you'll have your own experiences. I'm not even going to tell you what to expect because everybody has different experiences. There is no remote control. There was no – it was it was a bang, and I heard it, and I – there's spirits in that house. Now, you say without a doubt you felt spirits in that house, right, Lunchbox? Yes. What I was can't the it any other way. What was the scariest part of the night for you? I five fifteen in the morning, laying down on the living room floor and I don't the closet door upstairs slammed. And that was it. I was done. That's when we hit the road. That's when I was out. I was out. <laughs> so you felt, you heard, you saw the closet door slam. No no no. Just heard it. I'm downstairs. There's no one else there's there's no one else in the house. Like, there's no other... Who could it have been? It had to be the spirit slamming the closet door. Not... It was closed when I was there, and it... Boom! Tell me what else it could have been. No chance. That's when feet don't fail me now, as Bobby says, in the car, let's get the heck out of here. Well, it could have been a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Air pressure. Something Seasons fell. are changing. Yeah. Do you feel like there's any chance a spirit grabbed onto your shirt and is still with you right now? No. Because before I left, when I was getting out of the house, I did stop and tell them to please stay there. <laughs> did okay. you have a conversation? Did you go through the checklist that I gave you when you got to the house? I did. I did. I did the whole checklist. I, and I didn't do it all right when I got there. Like, I waited. Like, I didn't want to just get done with all the things. I, I waited to do Candyman. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, I wanted to make sure it was nighttime and they were, you know, they knew that I wasn't going anywhere and I was going to be there. That I wasn't just coming in, you know, dine and dash. Here is last night during Lunchbox's Facebook Live. He did two rounds. The first time he did it at 7 Central where he showed the home. The second one is where things got creepy. They say he was told by the tour guide of the chair challenge where you're supposed to sit in a chair with your back face in the attic. The tour guide said that most people don't last the full 20 minutes. And so this is audio of what? Of it? Of the bang? Or just him talking? This, no, this is where I heard the first time. Okay, here we go. What was that? Did you guys hear that? What the, what was that? That was it, that's what I heard. Okay, let's hear it again, just that clip. That, that's it right there? That's loud. Yeah. That's it. And what did you think that, that was? When I, was I, I don't know, that's what I'm saying. That's when I was sitting in the chair and I didn't know if I just made that noise up in my head or if they could hear it on Facebook Live too, but they heard it on Facebook Live and then someone said, ask him to do it again. And so I did, and that was the second time. That was the second time I said, hey, do that again if you're here. And boom, that's what happened. Yeah, don't tell me. So, I, I mean, uh-uh. Like, if they're doing things on command, don't tell me there's not spirits in there. It's easy. Yeah, I, you guys are real tough, Eddie. Oh, no, they didn't have a spirit from 700 miles away. Real funny. <laughs> hey, Mike, are these all clips we have? No, that was just his Okay, did you do the Ghostbusters thing? Yes, I mean, I'm bringing all that tomorrow. I oh, mean, okay. I, I got it all. It's a I tease. Like, He's teasing so me. Nice. 
and I and listen, and the guy told me just take random pictures because when you look at them back, you may see things that you had no idea were there. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, the other day, my 11 year old daughter was in here, and she just set her phone up to film a little bit, and saw something go through. I'm telling you. On Facebook last night, a couple comments from Gummy Sig. I grew up with a family ghost back in Iceland. He's telling me you were not alone in there. There are three people other than the two living folks in the house right now. Oh. Guests. Yeah. So like all ghosts <laughs> all over the world communicate? Yes, so they probably have Insta Messenger. Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, Landers Katriana said someone is behind you and has been this entire time. What? That's creepy. Rainy Damon says, my husband can see and talk to spirits. He's been watching with me and said, a kid is sitting beside you. Another kid on the floor. They are with you. What? Do you think some people can see them? That's an interesting question. Do I, I, there is no way I could possibly know if someone can see a spirit as a, people have, people have gifts that I don't understand. Have I ever met anyone that I believe can? No. But would I absolutely rule out that people can see things that others can't? Of course not. I don't know they can't. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's why I'm asking. I, I, I would bet, if you're like, here's 100 bucks, bet on either side, and then we'll tell you the real truth, I would mm. bet no. However, I can't prove it. And I'm never going to be someone who speaks definitive about things that aren't. So, I mean, I don't believe Facebook guy, but still. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you think that sound was, though? A door. I, I don't know. Oh, oh. It sounded like a cabinet. Hey, Lunchbox, maybe. can I talk to your cousin who's in the car with you? Yeah, yeah. Can I put it on speaker? He's driving. Is that going to be okay? That'll be okay. All right. Say hello. hello An- Andrew. Yes. Do you think there were ghosts in that house? There was something. I didn't like any of that. No, I'm serious, though. If it, again, if someone held a gun to your head and said, are there ghosts? If you say the wrong answer, you're going <laughs> to... What would you say? Yeah. Why? There were just too many noises and too much going on that was like, I think we were freaking each other out a little bit, but there was just too much unexplained over the night. I didn't like that. Lunchbox said you guys played Underwear Tickle in the middle of the night. (laughs) (laughs) He did not say that. (laughs) No, we didn't play that. Okay. (laughs) Just making sure. Wasn't on the list. What? It wasn't on the checklist. Oh. So. oh. <laughs> Andrew, do you believe in ghosts or spirits, and does they haunt things? Did you ha- did you believe in it before you did the uh, triple lunchbox? Uh, I would say I respect that it's a it was a possibility, but that I wasn't really planning on having an experience. So you two both, to a man, will say that you, there are ghosts in that house, and you believe that house is haunted. Yes, for sure. Lunchbox? Yes, for sure. And I don't, you know. I don't know if haunted is the right word, but there are ghosts that live in that house. The spirits live there. I don't know if that means haunted or what, but there's something in there, and, it, and it, it, they, they move around, and they do things, and they, uh-uh. I'm told what we have for audio tomorrow is real good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he introduces himself to the spirits. He sings Ghostbusters and see if they'll say it back. Like, who are you going to call? <laughs> so they could respond. Yeah, he does a ghost joke to see if we hear ghost laughter. Oh. And sometimes you don't even know until you hear it back. Yeah. Wow. It's like taking pictures. Yeah. I made that up, but that was, that's oh, fun. I was that's like, fun. yeah. No, no, no. That's, that's fun, yeah. It works I mean, in audio, too. Bobby, that's true. That's true. You, sometimes he said, you'll play back audio, and you won't, you'll hear things that you did not hear the first time. Like, there'll be things in there that you'll have no idea even happened until you hear it back. Okay. Hey, I'm super pumped you went. I think this has been a fantastic segment that took three months. I think we, if you can milk something... <laughs> 
holy mother, this is a dairy farm. We yeah. just milked the crap out of this. So, I, first of all, Lunchbox, yeah. can you get our, our approval. That was fantastic. When you come back, just as a, 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 no, a, a gift to you and your wife, as a way for me to say thank you, I'm going to send you guys to a very nice dinner because I think you deserve it after this. And we can't wait to see your beautiful face tomorrow morning. The Bobby Bone Show. Uh, Lunchbox is back in the studio. How long was the trip there compared to how long did it feel driving back? Oh, it felt so much longer driving back. Let me tell you, with a night of, you know, barely any sleep in a haunted house with ghosts, you know, lurking around. Ooh, the drive back was miserable. You seem exhausted. It was bad. Did you and your cousin switch off driving? Yeah. Did the other one sleep while the person drove? Uh, I slept for like an hour and he didn't sleep at all. Like he was just like, I can't sleep in the car. So yep. even though when he wasn't driving, he was just because he drank like three energy drinks, <laughs> uh, those NOS energy drinks. And so he's like, I can't sleep. Uh, here's some recordings that Lunchbox brought to us from the murder house. Some of these tasks we assigned him to do when he gets to this place, he swears is haunted. We said, first, introduce yourself to the spirits and let them know that you mean no harm. Okay, we got this. Pause it. Pause it. Mm. Okay. Hello, spirits. My name is Lunchbox. And Andrew. And uh, we uh, mean no harm. We are just coming tonight to be with you and spend the night in your house. And we want to respect you. And we hope you respect us. And remember that with COVID, we need six feet (laughs) apart. And uh, we are going to, hopefully with your permission, we would like permission to take pictures. Pictures? I'm nervous, guys. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And that creaking door, was when, that's the front door when you, you walk in. You know they purposely make that door creak. They can't get some WD-40 on yeah, that thing? Yeah, come, oh, come on. People are spending money to stay there. You can't get a little tss, tss. <laughs> Woo! Just spray it on a hinge. It's easy. Okay. Lunchbox tells a ghost joke to see if any ghost or anyone would laugh. Here you go. Why do ghosts hate the rain? It dampens their spirits. No, no laughter. No laughter. <laughs> Tough crowd. (laughs) (laughs) Another question that we pose to Lunchbox is, would you sing the Ghostbusters song but pause when they're supposed to say Ghostbusters back? For example, Eddie, you be the ghost. Yes. And there's something strange in your neighborhood. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Right, that's the callback. We wanted to see if they would do the callback. When there's something strange in your neighborhood, who are you going to call? That's when you guys say Ghostbusters. We're going to try it one more time. When there's something strange in your neighborhood, who are you going to call? Nope. Nothing. (laughs) When it came time to sleep, LB's cousin bails and says he's not spending the night at the house. Wait, wait. You're going to leave me in here? Yeah. Where are you going to sleep? I'll sleep in the barn. Why didn't you tell me this before we got here? I thought 90% of my job was driving you here. (laughs) Driving you here and getting you back and helping out with that. I didn't think it was because you needed me to sleep in here. Oh, you think I wanted to sleep by myself? Probably safer if I'm in next door in case (laughs) something happens, if we're both in here. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's how it works, huh? (laughs) 
Where did he end up sleeping? Oh, he slept in the house. You got him? Yeah. I mean, he tried to bail. He was trying to, like, set it up like, oh, no, no, no. If something goes down, it's better to be separated. How is that possible? No, we need two people to fight something off. At 3.30 a.m., something fell from a shelf, and it startled Lunchbox. Okay, it's like 3.30 in the morning. Um, I'm laying down on the floor. I'm going to try to close my eyes. I'm stressed out. It's been a long night. Oh, my gosh. I hope none of these guys... I hope I fall asleep. I am so freaking tired. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That Something fell off one of the counters. What the... Was that? Come on. <laughs> yeah, who are you trying How to... How do you happen to you be swipe recording? that You're off that here. <laughs> See, this is why I don't believe it's haunted. Oh, my God. That was obviously a plant. That was a plant swipe. I don't understand. You guys were not in that house. There was no, I'm in the middle of the living room floor. There is no counter around me. <laughs> Do you understand? Like, it's easy for you guys to act all tough. Oh, that's nothing. Go in that house in the pitch dark at 3.30 in the morning and have something fall. What uh -oh. fell? What, yeah, was, what that? was that? I don't know. It was sounded like it was right next to you. It was Andrew's so. wallet chain. His cousin. <laughs> yeah, oh, something like that. His, all right, and here we go. And the, the closer. Lunchbox found a mirror. And said Candyman yes. three times. All right, here we go. For some reason, he covered the mirrors when he did his crime, so they cover him. <sighs> Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. <laughs> Anything? Not nothing happened then. Oh. Wouldn't oh. that have been the time for something to fall? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what's your takeaway now that you've had a day to be home? Man, it's just freaky. Like, there's just something in that house. There's there's spirits, ghosts, whatever you want to call them. I don't know what people were telling me. There's orbs. I don't even know what an orb is, but there's something in that house. I'm telling there. It is a weird thing. Things happen. Unexplained things happen, and I don't ever want to go back. But go ahead, guys. I mean, you guys are so tough. Eddie, you're next. Go ahead. I'm good. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Well, that was your top seven podcast. You know, we were counting down all the biggest segments of the week. We chose stories that you guys commented the most on, whether you engaged online or you left us voicemails or you called into the show or watched our live streams. These were the biggest segments from the week. And we're going to start doing this every single weekend. And hopefully you guys enjoy a little look at behind the scenes. Mr. Bobby Bones.